0: bass drop.
1: okay good phew we got an intro I was worried for a second that we wouldn't have one Welcome back to Natural 19, the D&D podcast that isn't perfect, but it's still pretty good. I feel like it's been forever since I've done this.
0: It uh, has. It's
1: been it has an eternity. It's been a literal eternity. Yeah. Everyone, please welcome Alora Mead, my guest for today.
0: Hi. Hi, Alora. Hi. How's it
1: going? How's life?
0: Uh, a lot, but That's... you know, it's okay. This is the life of a theater artist. Yes. You?
1: Uh, and I'm so glad you dropped theater artist, because that is what we are talking about today. Wow. Uh, but before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, I would love to uh, say, how did we meet? Let's talk about that real quick. How uh, do I know you? Because as of my continued traditions, I am bringing on people I know because no one else cares about this podcast yet. <laughs> so how did we meet?
0: Um, technically, we met through high school. Technically. Yes,
1: yes we went to a performing arts high school.
0: Yes. I think I remember you coming into Charlotte's web rehearsal like once or twice and being like, oh, this person seems cool. And then I never talked to you again until probably sophomore year. <laughs> but we did, um, no, it was senior year because we did um, House Adventure.
1: Was that really when we started, like...
0: I think that's when we actually started in-depth talking to each other, I think. Okay. I think so. I might be wrong.
1: Yeah, no, I think, yeah, because that was when you first auditioned for one of my shows. Yeah. Uh, House Adventure, for those listening, was probably the most self-indulgent thing I've ever ever written.
0: I was about to say it, unless you were... Uh,
1: No, it absolutely was. (laughs) Um, Allura here actually played a character that was literally based off of me, because it was a story about a writer whose characters came into their home and needed to try and get them out. Um,
0: it was so stupid. It was
1: very stupid. Uh, the, and in case it sounds like, oh, that actually sounds like a sophisticated piece of work, let me list off some of the characters for you. Ghost Dracula. That's all. That's all. I'm Jason the Jason. The, yeah, Jason Blade. Ghost Dracula. The, there was a guy with a psychic camera. It was stupid. But I do have a special place in my heart for it. A, uh, so boy. theater anyway. is how we met. Theater! Uh, when did you start getting into the world of uh, Dungeons and Dragons, of the, the role-playing kind of world?
0: 2016.
1: Okay, so that's actually more recently than I expected.
0: Yeah, actually, surprise. Um, I got into it because my ex at the time was really into D&D, and he was like, yo, you should play D&D. And I was like, okay. But only because he was playing, and then I was like, wow, this is actually pretty awesome. But there wasn't a lot of role play in it, so it really wasn't like a kind of like a match.com situation. Like, mm. Like, it was a lot more of, like, battle and like the numbers and statistics and i was like but i want a character because mm-hmm. i was a warlock my mm-hmm. first character was a warlock as we've discussed
1: i'm <laughs> sure multiple times in this podcast yes if you play a warlock you're doing it for the role-playing only yes <laughs> have you ever seen that this is for my listeners not you Aloria lawyer, you're fine uh, if yeah. you've ever seen the um the image online of the whole like person sitting behind a table and says this is this prove me wrong warlock is for role-playing prove me wrong yeah. Because <laughs> I keep yeah. saying it, I realize I keep throwing the gauntlet, and I know we only have four listeners, but I'm very interested to see if anyone disagrees with me.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, you know. Um, what was I going to say? Um, But I <laughs> I then took a break, like a good like year until like the next time I played D&D was with you.
1: Yes, when we pulled you into the infamous game that we've talked about a lot. I think I've had, yes. oh, are you the second or third? Third person from that group that been on. Third. Because
0: Ethan and Ethan. Jake.
1: Okay, yeah. I forgot Ethan was one of the earlier guests. Yeah, so you're the third. We're working, slowly working the way, the way through the seven players we had in that group, uh, which, for the record, slightly too many. Yeah.
0: Um, maybe, maybe just a little.
1: <laughs> so the reason I want to talk about specifically the reason I brought you on for this episode is synergist with the reason I missed last Friday's episode, why well, it's been three weeks since an episode, not two weeks.
0: But Josh... Why did you miss last week's episode? <laughs> I'm so
1: glad you asked, um, Laura. <laughs> so as I mentioned earlier, I'm talking. We're talking about theater this week, which is not really like D and D, but actually it totally is, which is why we're talking about it. Yeah. But specifically, we just finished with a show called Survive the Musical, uh, which for those who missed it, your loss. Um, <laughs> uh, it was a Choose Your Adventure musical where the audience got to vote on uh, how- what happened, which led to certain character deaths. There were six kind of main playing characters, so to speak. Uh, and a different one could survive until the end every time. And there were sort of two games involved in this show. We kind of expected there to just be the one. The one game was the one the audience was playing, which is like, oh, well, who can we get to live to the end? And then we realized <laughs> there was the meta sub game of trying to get deep enough into the audience's psyche that we tried to influence their decisions so we got to get every ending. Oh, God. Because we wanted it so bad.
0: Oh, God. And we
1: won. We did do that. We
0: did it. <laughs> but the I'm still, I was <laughs> still so distraught because this one lady just came up to me and she was like i was so close and it was like that's because we rigged it (laughs) and i'm like no
1: it was (laughs) we had nine we had nine performances six possible endings and in the (laughs) first five in the first uh five performances one person uh allura here survived twice and someone else survived twice so we were like running out of performances we tried to like figure out how to like without destroying the Uh, premise of the entire show how to make it so we got every ending and a lot of it was like clever phrasing of questions but we did the very last performance we cheated a little bit to get our last uh the last one
0: (laughs) because Um, it was between me a character that was young and full of life and had a lot ahead of them
1: and was a and Alora won't say this so i will a really (laughs) sweet adorable homeless person (laughs) and it was like su like super lovable super super delightful
0: and then an old man
1: who is also a lo- like a nice character, a nice guy.
0: But he's old.
1: And, so the And uh John, uh blessed actor that he is, plays him so well, and he kinda leaned into the whole like he even said at points of the show, like, well, I don't have much time left from this earth anyway. Like he, he <laughs> leans into the whole, like, I'd rather someone else live other than me, so no one's gonna vote for him to live.
0: No.
1: Uh, so not. we cheated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we but cheated. But that's that's enough about that show. Yeah. Um because that I think that did have a lot of uh, cool elements that do tie in with D&D. Because D&D is nothing if not interactive storytelling. And this was the same thing. It was interactive storytelling. But it's not quite the same as D&D. Um, that said, there is a lot of theater that ties more directly in with D&D. Specifically, a piece of theater you created. <gasps> what? That I would love to hear all about. Because I... Uh, for all my busy schedule, didn't actually get to see this and have heard only a limited amount about it. (laughs) So... What I want to hear is about your. Uh, it is called D and D Live. is a show you did in college, and I want to hear all about it.
0: All right. So the way that my college worked was, um, you have to do a like a thesis, kind of like how in like science, like type of field, you have a, like a thesis about like a certain subject or whatever, and you do a huge paper, and it like mm-hmm. it all relies on like the fact that it has to be absolutely perfect and all that other jazz, and then you graduate. Same thing, but with theater, and we call it a senior project we are told very early on to start thinking about what we want to do. Sort of, unfortunately for me, I came in as a transfer my junior year, and then I was told, hey, there's a big project that depends on you graduating. <laughs> you should probably start thinking about that. And I was like, oh. You know you
1: just got here, but prepare to leave.
0: Yeah, prepare to leave. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I thought a lot about what I wanted to do, and it, it I just, like, had like I think it was actually during the campaign that I did with you, like the seven, pl- the infamous seven-player campaign, uh-huh. and I was like, "Wow, this is like really interesting. How like like some of like the events that can happen in D anD D can also relate to like real life, so to speak. Like just in terms of like the trials of like each character and how they like how they go through life changes and stuff." And I'm like, "Huh, sure, sure. sure. So, huh, maybe like." Having like a D and D as like an immersive like theater type of production could be really fun to play with, and I was like, okay, let me do this monstrosity for my senior project, and hopefully it won't suck. Yeah. I would I like to take credit for the concept being mine, and there were two other guys that were also in the theater department program as well, and they were planning on doing a choose your own adventure a lot like what you do. Okay, and I was like. Oh, that's really cool. I'm also doing like a D and D type of thing, and they were like, "Yeah, that'd be really cool if we like combine the two together, and then we can work together to try to like come up with like yada 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 and all that stuff." It turned into very very differently than how the original vision was, which I'm not mad about, but um, I was mad about it (laughs) for a while. (laughs) Not gonna deny that, Um, because it was um, it was targeted towards the certain audience that it was for, which was college students that were mostly cis men who enjoyed mm. all of the the uh the 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 inappropriate jokes we might call them and um it wasn't the most pleasant for me <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but but i mean so basically how we laid it out was we thankfully i am so grateful for this man he does a lot of like Improv theater. He actually does a theater troupe now, like a like a improv troupe. But he has done DMing for like a while. So he was like, okay. So the best way to lay this out is to kind of just have like the basic ground plan of like how like a regular like DM would plan it. So we had, of course, the cliche tavern scene. We had the couple of shopkeep scenes, Mm -hmm. and we had forest and like a cavern and final boss woo great um every, Advice. yeah um it took the, the show ran a lot longer than it attended to because they were just it, the issue with improv is that you always want to yes and and never move on so, <laughs> so the scenes would run forever but like of course as, as most d d campaigns do. <laughs> yes,
1: as you... Yeah. know uh, Jake and I had a long talk about how we always were like, oh, we'll just role play for like five or ten minutes, and like four hours later we would be finished. Uh, it's never quite what you expect it to be. Um, but now I'm curious because I think we have a, a general idea. So, like, the, the main thing... I actually have heard a little more about this now, and the one thing I haven't heard yet. So, what what makes a D&D show different from uh, a fantasy show with... Interactive Elements. So what made this D&D specifically?
0: We had a giant T20. <laughs> that's and, all right.
1: That's, that's what I was looking for. Yeah.
0: And um, the audience actually participated. So we had like combats, like roll for initiative. And basically we had the basic roles, like the initiative roles, and um, like the damages, like mm-hmm. the, we had our players, which were like on a table and like a platform and they were like, kind of like the, the gods kind of like just being up top. And then there were the characters, which were the actual like okay characters and like, like I was a player and then I, I had a character and then there were two others that had Play. there were four four other characters there was a lot <laughs> we should have just had three but we had four because people wanted to be characters three
1: is a really good number for comedy it uh, is a
0: very good number for comedy so that was like the first thing that i that i like would do for next time but anyway um so like when we had combat and we were like, okay, what do you want to try to do? Like my character was Chloe. And she was a paladin, I believe. Okay. And she um she would want to like shield bash somebody. And then she's like, okay, roll to see if you hit. And then we had the audience, like, we pick an audience member, have the giant D20, and then roll it. And the risk with that is the dice roll how they roll. And sometimes you just, you just, um, it just won't roll.
1: <laughs> Which is the most true thing in D&D oh. ever. <laughs> and so, based on how well the roll would go, you're, you're the actor portraying your character would then act it out, act at the scene? Is yeah. That kind of, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, the way that we did it was, like, we did, like, the first round would be, like, um, well, the first two rounds, I would say, would be, like, the audience rolling. And then, like, usually by, like, the second round, like, we would hope that most of the enemies would be dead. If they were not, then we would take it into our own hands to roll so that we know that if we roll, we could just keep rolling and just kind of fake it till we make it.
1: (laughs) Because you have to. And it kind of comes full circle. It's the same thing with Survive. While Survive was a bit more structured, at the end of the day, the people on stage should still have some semblance of control over what happens. So what I am going to ask you then is this. So this was... It, it came to life and it was yeah, very cool, Yeah, but it didn't come, it, it didn't meet your exact vision. Is that correct?
0: Mm, yes.
1: So how long did you just, quick, let's do some quick answer questions. How okay. long did you want the show to run?
0: 45 minutes to an hour.
1: How long did the show actually run on average?
0: Like an hour, 30, hour 45.
1: <laughs> okay. Next, next question.
0: Yeah.
1: The story for your show. Was it the same story every time?
0: Yes. What
1: story were you telling in in like thirty seconds, the the super abridged version?
0: Um, a, a big bad that you have to beat.
1: <laughs> okay, so it was about it was about the the impetus, or not the impetus, the, the mechanics more so than the story. The story itself wasn't anything like.
0: It was also kind of trying to be like D and D one hundred and one of like this is kind of an how introduction. Like, yeah, to D&D. kind of a little bit. It was a lot more of like the actors just like. Fooling around and having fun, improving than anything else, which I mean is what happened, and people ended up enjoying it, and I passed.
1: Yay. got God love that. Yeah, That's right. I'm
0: um, graduated. <laughs>
1: a few. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Thank goodness. So, I want to transition, and we're gonna come back to to uh, this concept because yeah. what I, I'm gonna kind of uh put a whole I'm gonna tie a bow around this episode at some point. Oh yeah. But we're not there yet. No. Nah. Um. We, we got a bit more to talk about. So more theater that is tied in with this. I've mentioned choose-your-own-adventure theater a couple times, which is something I've played around with a bunch, Uh, and I'm going to rattle off a couple of them. The first time I did it was called Romantic Quest, and it was not (sighs) fantasy. It was in the—we did—you were there. Uh, Yes. You weren't in it, but you were there. Yeah,
0: I remember that. We
1: did it as part of the same production that House Adventure Happened in, actually. yeah. The Romantic Quest was just about a guy whose girlfriend was, like, leaving him because he was a lazy bum and he had to go and figure out what to do. And at the end, the story always went up, like, changing drastically. It was never, like, about getting the girl back by the end of it. It was, like, one of them involved him literally, like, giving his heart to science. Um, One of them involved, like, um, I'm trying to remember what they all were. But he,
0: this... um, started dating Death, I think?
1: Uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, a few of the endings involved him dating the Grim Reaper. That was, uh, that was a thing. Yeah, that thing. Um... <laughs> And then there was all, all these different things, uh, all these different possible endings. And what we would do is we would go through that, and each run of the show would take, like, maybe, like, six to eight minutes. Like, it was so fast. Yes, so fast. Because, I don't know how. Because we wanted to then go to the end, and the main character would go, hmm. But I wonder what would have happened if it had gone differently and rewound and did the whole show three times. Which still ended up being less than half an hour. Um, And that was a lot of fun. But we learned a lot from doing it. And I'm going to now stop talking about that forever. Because the next Choose Your adventure thing I did was a few years later called Plot Twist. And this is where I think I started to hone in on the, the formula for this kind of thing. And Plot Twist was much more video gamey. Plot Twist was much less like, here's some weird, wacky stories. And it was much more like, you are now controlling the main character in a video game. To the point where, like, it was still three people. It was still, like, one main character and everyone else played every other role but it was like some apprentice to a master and the master gets kidnapped by the big bad evil guy and the apprentice has to go rescue them. And the first thing to do is turn to the audience and go, all right, should I like try and like sneak, sneak into the fortress or like through like subterfuge? Or should I try to like just assault the fortress head on? And then whichever choice they chose would lead to a different set of paths, so on and so forth. There were nine different ending- endings in the show. And likewise, you would go through it like, two and a half times. And we kind of found a way to balance that where you do it two times and then the the character, every time he would get sent back, it's rather than him choosing to go back, he would be forcibly sent back to the beginning. He basically said, no, 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 wait, just send me back one option. And then we get to see like a third ending without having to go through the show three times. Mm. And the way we wrapped the show up was by... Having the character turn to the audience and basically say, well, like, well, we can't beat the big bad guy because he's planned all these endings, so we need to come up with an ending the big bad guy hasn't planned, and the audience would throw random improv-style suggestions at us. Oh,
0: that's fun. Uh,
1: and then by using those, that would be, like, it could, they, they would say just, like, oh, like, I'll take his sunglasses off, and, like, as soon as we did, he'd be like, no, my power! And, like, he would always find an excuse to make that kill him, like... Uh- <laughs> I was playing this uh, I was playing this character I was playing the lead because our lead uh, got a professional theater contract a few weeks before the show and had to go <laughs> um, and it was, so it was like me and Ethan actually so oh my God. he was a big bad guy <laughs> yeah. and they were like kiss I'm like alright you think I won't like let's go
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is
1: live theater let's go um, <laughs> and it was a lot of fun and then the step after that was survive the musical, mm. which had a lot more structure to it, but still maintained the choose your adventure elements yeah. uh, by bringing in songs and a narrator with specific lines. It really was very structured. So why do I t- t- talk about all of this on my D and D podcast? And it's because I want to now with you create the ideal Dungeons and Dragons live show.
0: Oh God! I wanna um. I wanna hash
1: this out and I wanna figure out like what would make what would make <laughs> that show if we could have our ideal vision for a D and D show. What would it be like? And I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on it. It doesn't have to be dungeon like specifically Dungeons and Dragons. Like it doesn't have to use the rules and it doesn't have to have the whole like dice rolling mechanic. I don't think yeah. the dice rolling mechanic. Need, I think we want to capture the spirit of D and D in a show.
0: What I had. Originally thought, because this was around the time that I was listening to a lot of the McElroy brothers.
1: All right. Um, People who've never mentioned my podcast ever. (sighs) Just kidding.
0: (laughs) And my original concept was like, these really like medieval characters are going through a final step in their magic college. And they're like going through these different trials in order to graduate. And it was just a big meta about how college students of today are like going through all these trials and tests and some of them just seem really stupid but they mean a lot more and stuff like that so like i feel like what i always enjoy about DD is how relatable it is yes and so like if if we have just like this fabulous looking wizard but like he, like, or she or whoever are like, oh my god, like, my, like, partner is just being so dumb. And, like, I just, I, I just, I just keep swiping right and it's just not working out. And it's just, it's just dumb, dumb, like, real world, but also, like, not into See, it. I'm so glad like, you
1: brought that up because when you were describing your D&D live, that's what what I realized, like, I feel like what was missing for me, and no, speaking for someone who hasn't actually seen it, just hearing yeah. about it, was... When people try to present a D&D show or, like, d is a thing, the whole thing becomes about the dice. Yeah. And anyone who's played D&D knows the dice are not that important. Yep. Uh, what's more important, what makes D&D Dungeons & Dragons is the story and the characters. So trying to do a show that is about Dungeons & Dragons is, in its own right, disingenuous. Yeah. Because... Dungeons and Dragons has to be about something. It can't be about itself. It's too tongue in cheek. Because and a lot of people think that's what it is. Yeah. And we're trying to educate the masses here. So yeah. we gotta we gotta tell a real story. Yeah. But here here's my thing is so you have this cool like college graduation uh thing idea where it mirrors real life, and I think it's great. But I think we need to take elements of plot twist. Because mm-hmm. The if we had D&D, what you always tout, tout is that it's... Tout, tout, whatever. Um, <laughs> is that, it's yes, it's about the story and about the characters and that you can do anything. Yeah. Obviously there's going to be elements of improv in it, but it really should come down to like it's not just here's one story and we get to the ending however you want. It's here's many stories. Here's many endings. And I think that needs to be a part of it because otherwise it defeats the purpose that you're not Doing Dungeons and Dragons anymore? As much as I love the very simple like uh, mechanic of like let's go fight a big bad, yeah. oftentimes the big bad is not the end game. Yeah, and it shouldn't be. So I think we take so let's take your college idea and how do we spread that into something that could go in multiple unexpected directions? <laughs>
0: uh Wait, hang on. Yeah. Okay, what if? Yeah, hold on. Now
1: I'm just brainstorming. Now I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, come on. But what if we? Set up one thing, and and like any good Dungeons and Dragons campaign, it all falls apart. Oh, so, like to the point where to the point where you advertise it as one thing, and it it just for the first five minutes, like yeah, okay, like you say, like come see these wizards and warriors as they navigate the turmoils of of high school or whatever it's gonna be. <laughs> And then like <laughs> six minutes in, everything goes to hell. Yeah. And it just like all like I'm trying to think of how, how you want to pitch it, cause me or maybe
0: It's like they're like heading to school in like some type of magical vehicle. And then one of the one of the characters decides, I wanna try to distract a driver. And not like like hex school oh and my to god. just yeet out the window. Oh, oh my god.
1: <laughs> Oh, my God. No, I love the idea of saying, like, come watch this, so, like, as they go navigate the t- trials and tribulations of, of college or whatever. Uh, and then the journey is about getting there.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: literally, that's <laughs> the end. The end is when they, when they arrive. And that becomes the goal because they go so far off the beaten path that literally the goal is just getting back to the place. And when they do, that's the end of the show.
0: Oh, that's you know, great. You never
1: actually see it. It's like, well, all right. School bell rings. And that's the end. So, like, <laughs> so it, you're this is it. Okay, that's it exactly. So what you do is you... Because there's nothing more true to D&D than trying to get back <laughs> to the main storyline.
0: Yeah. Amazing.
1: So you have, I like the idea of a car. You, yeah. whether it's a car or a horse-drawn carriage or however you want to paint it, yeah. of, full of, you know, there's the driver and then, like, three passengers. Four is a good number. Three is a better number. Um. Yeah. The the driver can actually be the the outlet for the Audience. That can be the audience's player, air quotes, so to speak. Gotcha. So they're the ones who like do this, and the driver's the one who turns to the audience and goes, Alright guys, what are we gonna do? So like and it starts out with one person, like you're driving to the school and like someone like gets sick, and like they have to like stop in like a gas station. And then they meet someone in the gas station and the three people become immediately distracted by one of the NPCs in the gas station. Can we keep him? and then it's exactly and then <laughs> it's and then it's a side quest, and then the oh. side quest starts, and the side quest can be different every time so the first no. the first ways they make can be like where do you go to take it like someone's sick do you just pull over on the side of the road and have them get out and that leads to a whole like woodsy quest do we swing by the gas station see if they have anything there and then you meet like somebody that they all fall in love with and they go on that person's like side quest or, or do, do, do they
0: just suffer <laughs> or do they just
1: or do you suffer through it and no. it becomes this whole like horrific car scene and like they're driving faster to get there and then there's a police chase scene like no. and it becomes this whole thing and you can incorporate the dice if you want but it really does become about making it making it to the story yeah. which we have never which we just haven't touched yeah. yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. um that's that's fun i like that a lot oh
0: my gosh um i i like to think that one of the characters has to be the big beefy boy that's really really like smart but like he never says anything like at all to like like there's like the leader type in every like yeah, yeah, yeah in every campaign there's always that leader type and then the one that has the best ideas just never says anything until like it's like either like in the moment where it's like wow we should have done this Or, like, it's at the end, and he's like, oh, we could have just done that. And he's like, why didn't you say anything? We could have just done that. And he's like, I don't know. You guys guys were on a roll. I just didn't want to, like, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, We We've got the beefy boy who knows what's up but doesn't say anything. We've got the person who thinks they know what's up and tries to talk talk everybody into submission and is just the worst at it.
0: Bad charisma. Uh, Let's go. Or
1: or someone with good charisma and bad roles.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: Surprise. uh, (laughs) Jake. We've got the one who's, like, who absolutely is 100% capable, but uses those capabilities in all the wrong ways. Because it's just like, ah, I'm going to pick this person's pocket. It's that kind of a thing. Oh, no. Uh, it's just the, this, the people who want to watch the world burn.
0: My favorite thing about the original concept that I had for D&D Live was um, we had... S- we casted so many people because <laughs> <laughs> there were four characters, four players controlling the characters... The DM, like four NPCs, that's like 14 people to, to like that's take a care of. It's of a lot of people, and I hated that. What I was originally thinking it was gonna be the three players, but they're also the characters, but they just break character when they don't like something.
1: I really like that. As a, as a DD storytelling mechanic, I really like the idea. Uh, I've always liked the idea of like seeing two people like in a heated conversation and one person just going like uh, I will strike you down with the might of the flaming sword of Gulthazar and, and then someone else goes the what? the flaming sorry the ice sword like, and like they kind of have a moment <laughs> of like Wait a second, no, I thought I picked up the Flaming of the Sword of Gulthuzar. No, you left the Flaming of the Sword of Gulthuzar. And, like, they just kind of, like, get into a quick, okay, okay, right, and then they just got get back into it. I love that.
0: Like, I was, like, dead set because I was imagining, like, because it was probably going to be five, because then one would be just the general NPC, and then one would be the DM. And then just, like, one of, like, the three main characters are just, like, turning to the DM, and they're like, wait, what? are you kidding me? I can't do that? And they're like, yeah, you can. I, I, it's just because of this, this, and this, and you can't do it. It's like, but that's not fair! I think I could just do this because this is what it says in here! And he's like, well, the, I'm the DM, and I get to do what I want. Like, just roll with it and they're like really bitter about it but they're still in character <laughs> it's just
1: could be a lot of fun oh, I also now really like the idea of if you have like the special effects for of like you, you know how some people like they'll do the effect where they'll get someone's hand cut off by wearing a glove or something like that if they do that and they get the hand cut off well oh, wait a second I, I lose my hand well yeah you took a lot of damage well no but did you count the armor from my uh pe- my like pendant of miraculous? <laughs> oh no I forgot oh I'm sorry and then they put the hand back on like something like that <laughs> oh, that's great uh, I also, I know I've pitched this to you outside of this, but I want to pitch yeah. this again um, inside in, inside the podcast now. Because um, oh. it's, it's also, it's my next choose-your-own project that I've been considering called The Worst Heroes in the Land. And the, the idea for this is that there's four people in the whole cast. And one person is the big bad, and they're always the big bad. And then there's three heroes. And rather than seeing all three heroes, the audience at the very beginning of the show pick their favorite hero. All the heroes introduce themselves and the audience says, I'm going to go with this hero. And we follow that hero and their path for the rest of the show until they inevitably lose at the big bad. And the other two heroes are playing every other role. They're, they become the clowns who play everyone. And then when they lose at the big bad, we go back and see it from a different hero's point of view as we see that hero's path. And somehow it all comes together at the end where all three of them are there and beat the big bad together. I haven't figured out the ending yet, but... Yeah. I don't know. I, just, I think that it all kind of... There's so many different ways to do it. But I do like the idea of <laughs> the quest being getting to, to the main quest. To the quest
0: i love that so much
1: It's so true it's, it's so real it's, it's so real
0: too real <laughs> i just get upset thinking about it <laughs> 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 it's just it's i love how like innovated DD can be if you're like a like playing it with the right people and be having like a really like Experienced DM like you. Yeah, no don't
1: flatter me. I'm gonna vomit all over my computer. Oh
0: no, wait!
1: So let's do this. I'm gonna talk about it a little something. Let's talk about your let's go back to DD. So this has been a lot of fun talking about theater. Oh yeah. But let's go back to DD for yeah. a little bit. Um we're not gonna do fizzle this time because I don't think we have quite enough time to get through that. Um and because I'm still in a weird mental place where I don't even remember what happened last time on Fizzle. Do
0: you wanna hear about my characters? I would l- <laughs> I I would love
1: to hear about your characters. My
0: favorite thing to do ever in D&D is come up with the most ridiculous characters.
1: Can we have an exchange? Can we just, like, go back and forth? Like, we each get, like, 30 seconds to talk about the ridiculous character concepts we have and just go? Yes. All right, we're doing that. This is a game.
0: Okay. So, the first, uh, the, the, um, uh,
1: I'm leaving all of my editing. <laughs> no,
0: no. Um, the um, the 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 campaign I did with you. Um, it was the um, basically you gave a sheet that just had like the class and the race, and I got a uh druid goblin, and I named her Rapunzel the Wise. <laughs> she had real big schnoz, and she loved rats, and turned into rats all the time.
1: Um, uh, so, <laughs> uh, I, so I have a character named Father Lawrence, who is a priest, not a cleric with magical healing powers, a priest, like just for a temple he works at a temple he's an old man he's never had a day of adventure in his life who wakes up one morning to find that his consciousness has been transferred into the body of like a young like bandit woman so he has all the he has all like the muscle memory and instincts of a bandit but all the like desires of a priest so he's he's like trying to like comfort someone while he's inadvertently picking their pocket he is is a lawful good rogue
0: no oh no um what else you got? the character that i had that john actually talked about and when you did it with him fern fern Fay, my uh terrible lawful good no lawful no lawful evil um uh bard he is the uh college of whispers and he's a toad yeah he he's really mean he he, he, he stabbed a child <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> but he has like mul- the uh, he has like a stage persona, and then he has like sad boy TM persona, <laughs> and he's just a hot garbage mess. I love it. And he doesn't like anybody, and he flirts with everyone <laughs> like a regular old bard,
1: <laughs> as bards do. As bards I, do. I one day I will try to figure out a way to play a bard that does not want to and never and refuses to flirt. Oh like, my gosh! I, I just an, an, no. a, an asexual bard. Who uses his charm and wits to talk to people. Like, Harold Hill style, like, music yes! man, like, convince people to do things. But absolutely none of the sexuality of a bard. Like, zero. That just, like, people would be like, oh, hey, like, look at this handsome fellow. Come back to my room. And the bard's just like, ah, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, won't even pretend. <laughs> that's I mean, that's my next character pitch. That's...
0: Oh, amazing. Amazing. I had thought about for a really long time to do a um a a tabaxi that was a sphinx so just no fur um
1: (laughs) Uh, i thought you meant like gives riddles to everyone but i like your version better (laughs) or both
0: or both oh no like jokes about like giving riddles but it's just like i don't know i'm kidding (laughs) you. and they just wear sweaters all the time because they're just always cold
1: a uh, so tabaxi for those who don't know is i'm pretty sure you talked about this but this is a quick refresher are basically anthropomorphized cats yes an anthropomorphized mm-hmm. sphinx makes me very uncomfortable and this is coming from someone who wants to own a sphinx like i love the things but seeing one in because at that point it's it's just a wrinkly human with a cat face <laughs>
0: yeah. i just think it's hilarious um it's just always wearing mittens and except when like they have to fight, they just take off their mittens and then you just claw. At them. Oh no, it's they're, <laughs> like,
1: they're like little. They're like little like the, the gloves that have the fingertips cut off. <gasps> yeah, they have
0: little buttons. And he's like he can, like make mittens or make gloves, and
1: they go. Eee. These these gloves are touch screen friendly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... I feel like now going back to our our car ride there's one of those they they're just they're just it's they're a tabaxi but they're just someone who like wears cat ears you know you know those oh people? my god <laughs> uh, like they're just one of they're member, they're a, they're a respectable member of the furry community but oh. also but also in Dungeons and Dragons a so. very
0: experienced driver
1: <laughs> can you can you imagine like if can you imagine a combination service that is a mix of Uber and cosplay. Oh, jeez. So, like, you, you hire these cars knowing that it is a character from something picking you up. So, it's, no. it, instead of it being, like, oh, you're, you're right, your driver, Jeff, is on the way, it's, like, um... Your
0: rider, Hatsune Miku, is on exa- the way. Yes,
1: exactly. It's like, <laughs> and, like, on the, on the map, when you see different cars, you can, like, choose the different, like, you can see, like, it's this character. <laughs> so, you can, like, wait a few extra minutes if you want to get that Sonic driver and, like... <laughs> And so, so when you, the people doing that will put a lot of time and effort into their cosplays because you know, like, if people like my cosplay enough, they'll get, they'll hire me to come pick them up. Why are we talking about this?
0: We start talking about tabaxies. This is what happens. That's
1: not an excuse for the sin I've wrought onto this world. The crime I've committed. Oh my god.
0: Um, I've had the, um, thought, um, this is bouncing to a different form of the... Tabletop world, okay. Monster of the Week.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, another thing I want to have an episode about.
0: Oh, uh, yes. This is, I keep thinking about having a middle-aged, um, like, middle-class cis white man who has been possessed by a six-year-old girl. <laughs> but, like, split personality-wise, so he's like, what is happening to me? Because all of a sudden, he just, like, starts putting braids in his hair and he doesn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> he's like what is happening the and most <laughs> harmless possession almost harmless but when she when but when she gets like really mad she just throws tantrums and then just gets super super powerful and just punches things he's like i've never punched anything in my life what's happening i'm
1: just picturing now a middle-aged man and like business casual <laughs> yes. like got got slacks got a button up rolled sleeves tie sp- Sprinting down the street, chasing a Mister Softy truck.
0: Yeah, like, man! Gotta get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All
1: right. Well, Ugh. after roughly uh, twenty-seven spikes of the mic,
0: and, <laughs> that's and, because I'm here. And Forty
1: minutes of talking about most some things that vaguely relate to cosplay G&D. Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're ready to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, it's been a good ep. It's been a good app, Or it's uh, at least been a therapeutic app. So before we wrap this episode up, uh, I do a thing where you've now heard if you listen to a few episodes that I ask a DD and d themed kind of question mm-hmm. about you in your real life. And I have not thought of this one yet. So give me a second. I'm going to edit this part out. If you could be any class in Dungeons and Dragons, but in real life. Druid. What class?
0: Okay. <laughs> <Everybody>. <laughs> Because, like, as much as I would want to be a bard, just, like, really charismatic and whatever, I just, I just want to, I, I would just want to, like, be able to talk to animals and, like, just, turn like, into animals. turn into animals, not, not in a furry way, <laughs> but just, like, so I can talk to animals and then also just, like, never wear shoes <laughs> <laughs> and just dip my feet in like the mud and just be just be you a dirty boy. You can
1: do that anyway.
0: But no, that's no, without with, without guilt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. See, I, I like to, I'm glad you mentioned bard cuz I'm realizing like I would love to be a bard but I've realized being this class doesn't mean your your stats change. Yeah. So like I wouldn't be a great bard like I'm not that charismatic. I would just be a mediocre bard at that point. You got to play to your strengths. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Alora, thank you so much for joining us here on thank the natural nineteen. Having um uh, a section we did skip because as usual we have not had any uh, response to it, but I'm gonna plug again now. Please
0: send your questions to 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 the to the
1: Gmail. Uh, the Gmail, <laughs> as Alora has centrally whispered to you, is uh, natural nineteen podcast at gmail.com. That is natural one nine podcast at gmail.com. Uh, yep, you keep send your <laughs> if you are a player in a difficult situation Or a DM with a difficult player Feel free to send those in to us uh, And I'll bring Alora on to whisper the answers to you While you fall asleep The answer is <laughs> Nope, didn't do it, no, gonna do it. No, sh- Quick, Allura, keep a straight face <laughs> Got him <'em. laughs> Everyone, thank you for joining us uh, I'll see you You'll hear from me in two weeks See you later <laughs>